This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hi, everyone. We have LA Galaxy head coach Greg Vanny. We'll start with a question from Damian Calhoun from the LA Daily News. Damian, your line's unmuted. Hey, Greg. Hey, Dan. Um, first of all, you, you know, just your thoughts on the performance itself and also um, the three halftime subs. What went into the thinking of bringing that, that trio on? And they, they sort of did give you like a spark there early on, first maybe 10 15 minutes there in the second half there. What, do you, what about that group there? Yeah, I mean, initial thoughts on the game is uh, I I own a little bit of how I – I own a lot how we set up in the game. I thought we – you know, I wanted us to get a hold of the ball a little bit more. Um, we had guys in decent spots, um, but, but we didn't keep the ball. We didn't get the ball switched from one side to the other as quickly as we had liked. We turned it over too much. Um, so – and then we were exposed. We were too far apart from each other defensively. Our back line wasn't so much connected with our midfield. Front group stepping out, and they were able to too easily kind of just play through us. We were just disconnected. We didn't defend the widths very well. Um, so that, that was kind of the, the theme that just kept happening throughout most of the first half is we were losing balls and, and too often and too easily, and, and then we were exposed. And defensively, we just never ended up back together as a group where we could just defend and protect ourselves as a group. There was always just gaps between us. And again, we struggled to defend a bit on the wide channels with those those wingbacks getting forward. So, um, you know, a lot of things to take, take away. Uh, I learned a lot of things about our group. Just, you know, I continue to learn about them every day um, and things that I would definitely not do again. Uh, as, as um, you know, we went through this experience uh, and a lot of things that as a group, we have to just behaviors and things that we are not recognizing, not reading that, that, that we as, as a group need to be better at to protect ourselves specifically, but also to be able to unbalance teams and to hurt them more. Uh, I feel like we didn't hurt them enough. Uh, as far as the second half, yeah, the objective was, you know, we weren't even, we weren't close enough to where we needed to be in the first half. So we needed to change something. Derek Williams took a knock, um, which was the reason for for taking him out. Uh, So that's why Nick came in. Um, Then we just needed to change the shape. We needed to have two holding midfielders uh, to try to protect the space that they were just playing in off of the strikers to link things up. And so I wanted another guy sitting in front, uh, but I didn't want to get too defensive. So I wanted Sasha to be in there to try to help us to um, to try to help us create attacks and step forward when the spaces and, and we went for it for the first 15, 20 minutes to see if we couldn't get one back and change the flow and the momentum of the game. And we did so in some ways, we, we left a couple chances. I thought on the, on the table that we didn't finish and, or we didn't finish the attacks the way we would like to. Um, and then I thought as we didn't get that goal and guys started to wear down, little things started to happen. We just, we, uh, we started to get more exposed again as we were, we were pushing the game a little bit too fast and getting separated. So it was the long version of, of, uh, the night. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Damien. We'll go next to Scott French from Soccer America. Scott, go ahead. 
I just got remuted. Uh, hey, Greg. Um, this is a uh, this is a work in progress, obviously, and and we're going to see bumps and so forth as we're going forward. What I'm wondering is where you feel like you are defensively as you're moving forward. Are you where you expect to be, and uh, and especially as we look forward to next week when you're playing against a team that has some pretty uh, pretty incredible offensive weapons. Yeah, I mean the, the the easy short answer is no. We're not where we want to be defensively. Not again. Not collectively but defending is a is a lot of different things uh, again today losing too many balls between lines not not advancing our attacks deep enough into the opposition's half not finishing enough tacks when you lose balls between your lines then you tend to put your your group under a little bit more pressure and transition play uh we did that tonight uh also defensively i, I just again i've said this we have to get better at recognizing what is more dangerous than something else. Sometimes we go stepping out and trying to defend things that are less dangerous than the space that we're leaving and it exposes us. Um, that's something we have to get way better at. Um, the second is again, proactively or, uh, organizing each other and pulling the group back together and, and not feeling like we have to chase every ball to press every ball or, and then transition, press every ball, but actually just reorganizing our, our block and, and, learning how to de just defend to protect ourselves a little bit more. I think, you know, we, we were a little over anxious to, to try to step to recover balls too fast. And we were just getting played through because we were creating, we were creating gaps in between us. So again, it's a little bit of it's reading a little bit's proactive uh, defending and organizing as the opposition is moving and, and changing their shape. Um, and, and some of it's just a, just a behavior collectively. We just need to, to get our blocks back from front to back tighter uh, so that we can, when, when we aren't in control of the ball or we can stay in control of the game from a defensive positioning. And, and today I, we struggled a bit, as I said, just with the, with the wide spaces, the relationship between our fullbacks and our, and our, you know, wide players struggled a lot today in, in managing the wide spaces, which, you know, ultimately they're a team that loves to whip balls in and cut balls back and get to the end line. And we did a, we did a poor job of managing that today, which is, uh, something we got to get better at. It, it just, they're a very good team who's been together for a while and it exposed a lot of things for us um, and for me that, that we need to continue to improve upon. And um, that's what today was. Is the precision with the, with defending with, with these elements, does any of it have to do with, you know, this is a new team, this is a new chemistry, this is a, a new philosophy that's come in, or is that just a, a, aside from it all? Um, it's definitely it's definitely part of it. Um, it's definitely part of it. But but I think it's just also the the individual recognizing that I can't leave a space and expose an, a space um, that is more dangerous to try to defend a space that is less dangerous. That's that's a personal just reading behavioral sort of thing that we have to adjust with some guys that uh, as a group that we need to adjust. If we can't get pressure to the ball and force the players to head to go down, then we can't leave the back line. We can't leave the medfield line. We can't leave the gaps that are in between us. Um, so that, that's something that, again, we just, we have to get um, better at reading. Uh, we'll work with individuals on that. And, and as a group, we need to recognize that it's okay if the center backs have the ball and we have the 10 guys uh, underneath the ball, 11 guys underneath the ball, and, and we regroup a little bit. And we just, we need to, to find a little bit more patience today uh, in some of those. But, but also just with the way we set up, there was, again, where, where I say I didn't like it and, and it's on me is uh, we needed to protect our center backs better with two pivots instead of having um, – instead of having the two guys a little bit higher today. Thank you, Greg. Mm -hmm.
Thanks, Scott. We'll go with Nikki Kay next with Spectrum Sportsnet. Nikki, go ahead. Hey, Coach, you mentioned um, in the first half not being able to get the ball from one side to the other on your attack. Did you feel like you had more success with that in the 4-4-2 and that's something you might uh, stick with moving forward if you have that same um, kind of trouble with balance in, in your guys' attack? It could be. I, you know, I, I didn't think – I thought it's – I think it's more of the individual who is receiving the ball and the players who are on the ball need to prioritize, you know, their their body shape, getting themselves organized early or getting the ball across the field. Because I didn't feel like – it felt like it was there. It was open. It was available to us. Uh, and we sometimes didn't look beyond the initial pressure to play the ball to the second guy – beyond the initial guy, right? We kept looking for the short pass. We kept looking for the guy who was five to 10 yards away instead of the guy who was 15 to 20 yards away who would op who would break the pressure and open up the game for us. So uh, I, thought the, I thought the opportunity to do so, I mean, Jorge was sitting wide open for huge chunks of the first half uh, in that space off the weak side. And we just, we kept turning back to the sideline and we kept putting ourselves under pressure or we kept playing backwards when we had the chance to switch it and play, uh, play a more forward pass or an angled forward pass. So it was more behavioral in many ways. And I thought, obviously we, we highlighted it at halftime that it's something that really needed to, to change from a behavioral perspective in the second half. And, and we did so at times. Um, so I, I think it's a it's a combination of things. None of these things are just one thing, but as a group, we need to to recognize when an opposition has enough numbers on one side, and we need to switch the ball to the other side. It just it's just a, something we have to continue to push uh, within our group. Thanks, Coach. Yeah. We'll go with Katia Castorena with ESPN next. Katia, go ahead. Thanks, Vicky. Hi, Greg. I wanted to ask you about Efra, what you saw of him during the week that you um, that he got the start today and then just what you thought of, of his performance. Yeah, you know, he, he's been training hard and, and he's a young guy with uh, a lot of a lot of talent. And, um, you know, as the week was progressing, Adam didn't only train one day this this week. And so it was a little tentative with with him and starting him right away. Um, and we put Efra in to play uh, a bit during the week, and he had he had good days. And you know, with his left foot spinning away from pressure, looking to switch the ball to the opposite side was something that that I wanted him to look for uh, a little bit more because he could invite in some pressure. He spins away well, and then when he spins away, he's got the ball sitting on his left foot, and he can just swing it to the other side and unbalance it. Um, so he look, he has some good moments. He's a good player. He has to play in order for him to to have the experiences he needs to grow. Um, so it, it just, you know, I didn't like it for us today in the setup. It wasn't him in particular. It was just the way we set up, but I, I think he's a, he's a young kid with a lot of talent and a special left foot. Um, and the other part was he is just more, he needs more runners, uh, ahead of the ball. And today we didn't have enough runners ahead of the ball that, you know, for a young man like him to show his ability to, to hit the final pass, things like that. Thank you. We have time for two more. We'll go with Andy Diosa from Yahoo Sports. Andy, go ahead. Hey, Greg. I just wanted to ask about uh, your thoughts about Victor. Um, just a little clarification on, on the injury, him coming off. But just in general, the first three games, it seemed like he's been really comfortable. And you guys have both obviously talked about your time together before. Um, have, what have you seen from him leadership-wise, just his ability on the field to be able to pick out those passes to Chicharito and to the other teammates? Yeah, you know, uh, 
injury wise, he just he was starting to feel a little, little bit in his growing. It's it's not so easy to travel for four hours, get here, sit in a hotel, get in a bus, come to the game. I you know I was I was a little concerned for our guys in that, um, and I think just sitting for so long, I just felt like he had he was starting to feel stress in the growing area. So um, when he was hitting passes, and we you know, we got him out. Hopefully we got him out in time that, that he'll be okay. We'll see. Um, there's a couple others that were, that were a little bit tight like that. So, um, that's the product of, of long travel the day of the game. It's a, it's problematic as far as I'm concerned, but we have to do it. So, uh, as far as Victor, just his, you know, his ability to, to organize a space and organize his body and, and to be so aware of the field and where everything is, where defenders are, where pressure's coming from. And he does that early and he, and he gets himself ready. And so he already knows what the next two or three options start to look like before he gets the ball. And then obviously he's calm because he knows that he's calm because his technique is so clean. Um, and then Javier is able to organize his runs off of Victor being in spaces and knows that, that the ball is going to come. So, um, you know, it's their qualities of a, of a very smart and very intelligent player who obviously has technical ability. And, and so within our structure, we, you know, I tried to keep him a little bit closer to Javier today at times to see if we, um, if he could, if they could combine off of each other. Uh, and then the second half, we put him out a little bit wider into a space where he could kind of, he could open up a little bit more and see see if he could get facing forward a little bit more maybe than he did at times in the first half. So, but he, he just he's just such a smart player and such a, a good technical player that uh, it's easy. He could play in any team and 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 figure it out and uh, you know sort out the game. We'll go last question with Josh Gessman with Corner of the Galaxy. Josh, go ahead. Hey, Greg, you know, through the first uh, two games, you could say that you sort of had some defining wins that sort of helped move the the project along. Is this a step backwards for that? Or can you guys learn a lot from this and, and make this a step forwards whenever you didn't necessarily get the result? No, I, I you know, it's a it's a step back from um, from our getting points and, and the you know, the confidence you build from every win. This is a bit of a reality check for, for all of us, for myself, for everybody. Uh, when I say reality is just is um, it's also getting to know each other, getting to, to, to understand the style and where we are against a team that's played in the finals so many times over the last several years. Like they're, they are, you know, they're still for me, the standard of teams between their experiences and what they've done as a group together for the last five years, they're still the standard. You can talk about any other team in the league. They're still the standard uh, for what it, what it needs to be done. They have a lot of experienced players who've played together and a lot of big games and a lot of big moments. Uh, and they're very comfortable on the field together. So for us, it, it was, it was a challenge uh, to see a little bit of where we're at. Um, you know, and uh, and some things that we need to to continue to improve upon. I think we have we are better than what we showed today. Uh, if we if we approach the game a little bit differently to start, and and um, you know we're a little bit smarter about some of our decisions, some of those things, and we're better than we are today. But it also showed us some things that we need to continue to prove on if we want to get get to that level where we're competing to win championships. Thanks, Greg. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much for your time. Safe travels back to LA. We'll start with questions from Nikki K from Spectrum Sportsnet. Nikki, go ahead. 
Hey, Sasha. Uh, Coach talked a little bit after the loss about how he felt some of the defensive breakdowns were because there was a disconnect between the back lines and midfield lines. What do you attribute that disconnect to? Was it a lack of communication, uh, lack of familiarity, maybe all of the above? You know, I'm not sure. It's hard to analyze the game completely, uh, you know, sitting from the bench in the first half. Um, so I can just share my thoughts on the second half uh, being in the game. Uh, at that point, you know, we're down 2-0 and we're chasing the game a bit. So then the lines definitely get open too much. And Seattle is a team that's that's comfortable sitting behind the ball and, and being able to hit you on the counterattack. So in the second half, I thought we came out pretty good, pushing the tempo of the game, trying to create some chances early. And then ultimately, yeah, the, the lines get too open later in the game as as the game gets stretched and guys get tired. Um, big, any takeaways from this game uh, as to what you guys can immediately work on in practice this week ahead of LAFC on Saturday? Well, I think we just got to clean up a few things. I think uh, coming into a difficult place to play like Seattle, we have to have a little bit more of an edge to us. So, you know, winning duels, winning 50-50s, winning headers, uh, just being up for the challenge, really. So I think we can we can just learn from this game, obviously, that, you know, obviously we have to have an edge to us when we play against good teams away from home. When we're playing at home, I think we're going to be a little bit more comfortable. We're going to have the ball a lot more. Um, so we'll, we'll control the game that way. But coming on the road in a difficult place, I think we have to match their intensity a little bit better. Thank you. Safe travels. Thanks. Thanks, Nikki. We'll go with Josh Gesma with Corner of the Galaxy next. Go ahead, Josh. Hey, Sasha, I'm going to lean on your, your veteran experience here. Um, through the first two games, obviously, you get some momentum building wins. There's, you know, sort of this culture shift or this beginning of the culture shift. You, you have this setback now against a very good Seattle team. Uh, is there something you can, you can learn from this? Is this a step backwards? Well, I don't know if it's a step backwards. You know, a loss was bound to happen at some point, and, and typically you, you learn a lot more about yourself in the difficult moments if you're willing to actually look in the mirror and take some things from it. So um, like I said earlier, I think we got to have a little bit more of an edge about us and, and, and be a little bit more, I don't know how to say it a better way, just, just competitive in duels and 50-50s and things like that. Uh, and really letting the other team know that we're here to play. So we just lacked a little bit of that tonight and we got punished during a few minutes in the first half where they put away two goals. Other than that, um, I think we just got to keep pushing this thing along and, and keep, you know, keep our focus on what we've been doing, the way we're trying to play, the way we're trying to control games with the ball, uh, just get better at all those things. Sasha, what does it say about, uh, you know, Greg that he that one, he took the heat. He said that he tried some things in the first half and maybe they didn't work. Um, but then he, you know, he made three changes at halftime, brought you in, um, brought some other guys in. What does it say about a coach that's sort of willing to, to change things? Well, he's our leader and, and he has our back. And so, uh, I think for a leader to recognize and put his hand up the first one and say, listen, that was my bad tonight, guys. That's, that's the guy that we're behind. And, and so he it obviously is a good leader. And so, you know, the way that he's going about things, I think the guys, we, we all really like him and we like playing for him. So um, I don't think it's all on him. It's on us players too. A, a bad loss on the road 3-0 is on all of us. So we've all got to look in the mirror. But for our leader to be the first one to stand up and say, hey, I, I put my hand up. That's my bad. I got to look in the mirror also. That's what we all got to do. So I hope we all follow his suit. Thanks, Sasha. Charles, safe. Thank you. We have time for one more with Gio Garcia. Gio, go ahead. 
Hey, Sasha, I wanted to ask you about um, two questions. I want to ask you about the pitch. Obviously, we know the game's a lot faster with the turf. How much do you feel that that affected you guys uh, in this game? You know, I can't speak for the other guys, but I don't mind playing on an artificial pitch. I know some guys really dislike it. I, I don't mind it. I think when they make it wet, the ball rule, the ball rolls pretty true, and, and it moves fast on the ground. So if you're good with the ball and you're good at one and two touch passing, then you can really exploit things on this field because the ball does move really fast. So um, I'm definitely not looking for an excuse that, that the field played a part in the loss tonight. Uh, six goals against, obviously, uh, the, the story doesn't really tell everything, right? The, the way uh, Jonathan Bond has been playing great for you guys. What kind of conversations are, are you guys having with him? I think Bondi has done a very good job since he's come in. Not only is he a very good goalkeeper, but he's very good with his feet also, which is something that we ask of him a lot in trying to build out of the back. So um, he still came up with some big saves tonight. He's come up with some big saves in every game. Uh, I don't think he'll be happy with having let in this many goals early in the season. And we definitely, as a team, can defend better to protect him as well. But I think he's done a very good job so far, and I think we're all very happy with him. Thank you. Sasha, thank you so much for your time. Safe travels back home. All right. Thanks, guys.